Welcome to Fortress of Faith with Tom Wallace, calling North America to repentance and revival. Well, we're back once again at the corner of truth and courage. I've been talking to you about the ideals of revival, about returning God's church back to its rightful position, to the normal that God intended for it to be. We have slipped into a subnormal Christianity. We've been there for quite some time that it's just been all that we've known. I mean, let's face it. Let's be honest about that. This is not where God desires us to be powerless, where the gospel has no effect on people's lives. It's not that God is not powerful. We're restricting him because of our sin, because of our faults, and we have not been doing our job being the salt and light that God has called us to be, and we share in the wickedness and what's going on in, in our land. God has removed his hand of blessing from us, and if we really seek to have revival, we need to be honest, we need to humble ourselves and confess our faults in these areas. That's going to be vital, folks. Yesterday I talked to you, do you live for holiness or do you live for happiness? I mean, what is it? What is it that we really are living for? Are we living for the glory of God? Which basically, that's, supposed, that's the Christian view of the end of man. That's why we're here. God created us. Uh, now, will there be joy for us? Yes. Does he give us joy? Yes. But that's not the prime product. It's a byproduct. Our main purpose in life is to be here for the glory of God. And after all, what he's done to save us and to give us salvation when instead he should have given us wrath and judgment, but instead made provision uh, for our salvation, it's the least we can do. That's why Paul said, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto me. Uh, and so... Um, today I want to talk to you about the pursuit of holiness. How does one get it? And basically this is kind of a lesson of sanctification because that's the process of being changed from darkness into light. There's some things that we get 100% of in the moment we get saved, but there's some things that is gradually given to us, and that is our sanctification. One of the biggest griefs I've had being in the ministry for uh my goodness, over 30-something years now, is people trying to be spiritual instead of simply being spiritual. God called us to be holy because he's holy. And whatsoever we do, what you were to do all to the glory of God. It all is about God's glory. When we are living holy, then we give glory to God our Father because that's what he wants us to, how he wants us to live. And one of the things that I was frustrated with growing up in church is you tell me what I'm to do. You tell me I'm to be this. I'm te- you tell me I'm to be that. But won't someone please tell me how? How do I do that? How do I get there? How do I implement? What, what do I need to do to get there? And so I want to give you some practical things that will help you. First, we're going to have to get into some of the weeds here to understand uh, 
how God works with us there. But I'll give you some practical things, two big things that I think will, if you'll take these with you, it will help you. Now, Leviticus chapter 20, verse 7 says, Sanctify yourselves, therefore, and be ye holy. So if we're going to be pursuing holiness, we have to go through a sanctification process. And sanctification is not immediate. Now, some things are immediate. The moment we get saved, there's an immediate thing that happens. Atonement, for example. Atonement, what does that mean? At one meant with God. We're made one with God. We were disjoined from God through sin in the beginning in the garden. But when you're born again, you now are reunited with God. You now have a rebirth, and you now have that atonement, that at one meant with God. And it was given to us by a payment. The term that he ransomed us, imagine a loved one held captive and demands are made for payment to spare that one's life. And it's not like you made a ransom payment. God didn't just make a ransom payment. No, he became a substitute. Another one steps in place in order for the other person to be released That's the payment, that's the ransom that was made, that God made for our sins. Leviticus chapter 17, verse 11, the life is in the flesh and is in the blood, and I have given it to you upon the altar to make atonement for your souls, for it is the blood that maketh the atonement for your soul. And so that blood sacrifice of Jesus Christ provided that way for us to be reunited with him. Redemption is 100% given to us. The simple way, to define the idea of redemption is atonement is the act and redemption is the result. The Greek word for redemption means to be freed, liberated, ransomed, acquitted, released. It's to buy back something that had been forfeited, to be liberated, to set free, removed from grave danger, to acquit someone from our crimes. Praise God, when we got saved through the atonement blood of Jesus Christ, we were redeemed. 100% of that was given to us. We're also justified. We're given total justification. The word just is the root word of justification. And, and what it does, it, uh, it either condemns someone that's guilty, just uh, justice does, or it delivers someone who is innocent. We're not innocent, but we're made innocent through Jesus Christ. And so our justification is through, through Christ. Romans eight thirty three. Who shall lay any, anything to charge of God's elect, those whom he saved? It is God that justifieth. We've now been <laughs> justified as if we had never sinned. And then also we, we get 100% of our regeneration. God regenerated us. D- Titus chapter 3, verse 5, Not by works of righteousness which we have done, but according to his mercy ha- he saved us by the washing of regeneration and the renewing of the Holy Ghost. Second Corinthians five seventeen. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things have become new. So when we get saved, 100% of our atonement is given. uh, We're atoned 100%. We're redeemed 100%, justified 100%, regenerated, given something new, a new life. But our sanctification is a process. Matthew George Easton, who gave us Easton's Bible Dictionary, said this, sanctification is the carrying on to perfection, the work begun in regeneration, and it extends to the whole man. So I want to give you two big thoughts that will help you to live holy so that we might give glory to God in our life. These two thoughts are found in one verse, 
Romans chapter 6, verse 11. Likewise reckon ye also yourselves to be dead indeed unto sin, but alive unto God through Jesus Christ our Lord. There's two things. If we're going to live holy, we need to recognize there's something we need to be dead to and something we need to be alive to. Dead man can't sin. Uh, again, likewise reckon ye also yourselves to be dead indeed unto sin. When a body is dead, there's no more passion. There's no more, uh, there's no more temptation. You cannot tempt a dead body to sin. You can't go into a funeral parlor and, or let's imagine a hearse driving a body, a man who's passed away, a man who had a, a terrible drinking problem and adultery problem and pornography and all that stuff there and, and uh, gambling and all that kind of stuff. And if you take that same body that's now dead and drive him in the hearse past the bar, he'll not be tempted, past the whorehouse, he'll not be tempted. Past the casino, there's no temptation anymore to that dead body. When we got saved and we were regenerated, and when we got redeemed by through the atonement blood of Jesus Christ, we're now justified as if we'd never sinned. Praise God. And uh, and but that regeneration, now that we have something new, we're now dead. That old man's dead. The, the next verse, verse 12 says, Let not sin therefore reign in your mortal body that ye should obey it. You don't have to obey it anymore. It's now dead. It's behind you. It's in the past. God has given you the tools for victory here, folks. Verse 14, for sin shall not have dominion over you. Oh, folks, let that get a hold of you. You don't have to be crippled by your petty sins that keep harboring in your life my friend it's past it's gone it's dead so likewise reckon ye also yourselves to be dead indeed unto sin stop digging up the old man stop it leave him in the grave you don't you're not under dominion anymore. The devil does not have that control over you. You can become conquerors and overcomers and live holy. I didn't say sinless, but live holy. And that's part of the sanctification process of our life uh, to, to be sanctify yourselves so that we might be holy and here's the second thought. So one side of us is that, that, that dichotomy of ourselves there. Now that we're children of God, we've got that old man. Leave him in the grave. Stop digging him up. Be dead to sin. But secondly, walk in newness of life. Walk in the newness of life, the rebirth that God has given you. And that's the second part of our verse in Romans 6, 11. Likewise, reckon ye also yourselves to be dead, indeed unto sin, but alive unto God through Jesus Christ our Lord. Again, that wonderful passage in 2 Corinthians 5, 17. 
Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things have become new. You didn't get something new. You became someone new. Paul says, I press towards the mark, that prize. And he's pressing towards the prize. What is that prize? The image of Christ. He wants to be in the image of Christ that, uh, that when people see him, they see Christ. Now, what is an image? Well, standing before a mirror and look and you'll see in that glass an image. Now, that's not you. I'm sure you know that. But that is your image. That's your reflection that you see. Now, if you're waving and the image is not waving back, <laughs> you've got problems. An image is bound to obey what it's following. It's following something. It's walking after something. It has to. Images have to follow the thing it's reflecting. And we're to reflect Christ. And if Christ is smiling on things, we smile at it. If he's sad on things, mad at things, we're, we're sad and mad at those things. Our life becomes his life. Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from thee. We have a new spirit to walk in. Galatians 5 tells us this clearly. If we live in the spirit, let us also walk in the spirit. Walk in the spirit and ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. So be dead to sin, put off the old man, and live in the newness of life. And through the sanctification process, we become holy before God. And God is glorified. Join us again tomorrow at the Corner of Truth and Courage.